what I love about John is he's not going to bring that. I mean, he I assume he does like California wines. I do, you, but you're going to bring very such picky. a unique. Uh, uniqueness to that. You introduced us on the last show. You introduced us that wine from Georgia. Yes, it? it was from Georgia, the country of Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. That was phenomenal. Yeah, very different from what you were accustomed to. Right. And then what, was that with the with the orange the orange Pinot? Was that the orange? No, what did we No, the, no, that orange Pinot was uh, actually, you bought it where I work and you had it. Oh. Yeah, at home. Yeah. But yeah. then the one we had at that shop in La Costa, what? It was a white Pinot Noir. White. It was a Pinot Noir made as a white. The Pinot Grigio orange wine was something you bought at the store I worked at, and you had it at home, and you told me you loved it. But the one we all had uh, when we all sat down uh, uh, at the little La Costa wine shop. Okay, now we can say all that. Yes, yeah. it was um, <laughs> It was a white Pinot Noir. So in other words, a Pinot Noir without the skin contact, making it a white wine. Ugh, so good. John, welcome back for show three. We are thrilled. Wow, yeah. yeah, we are thrilled to have you. This is the Ron Greenwald Show, the Ron Greenwald Podcast, mm-hmm. and John Panate is here with us. And I am thrilled to have him tell you his next journey. And so, tell us what is <laughs> happening. Yeah. So. Um, this episode was supposed to be the continuation of the history where we left off. And right. We definitely want to get there eventually. Uh, we will circle back to that. Okay. But, uh, In the meantime. Yeah, something kind of out of the blue happened, unexpected. Um, Give us the story. Uh, well. You get a call. Yeah, well, it was a text, you know, uh, WhatsApp, because international. Oh, WhatsApp. Somebody in Italy. Okay. Somebody so. in Italy. Uh, so I helped launch this company uh, called Live Tours, Live, Live Italy back then. And uh, I was the first guide, tour guide that they hired and kind of helped them develop the company a little bit. And, um, you know, the, uh, the, the owner, he, he's every summer since I've moved here back to San Diego, he, you know, he texts me, hey, uh, come back. We need you. Come back. And he's kind of joking, right? You know, um, but this year was different. His text was like, um, I definitely need I you. I seriously need you. Uh, I can offer you, I can, I can guarantee you X amount per day, uh, and, uh, I will pay your plane ticket. I'm serious. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> so put it in context. If this is the first time you've listened to the show, yeah. John, put it in context, just, uh, in a brief overview. So, so people know what we're talking live about. Live Tours Live Italy, uh, started off as a tour company in, um, in Rome. So it's, um, different than others because actually they were the first to do, uh, a, small group tours. There were others doing like maximum 10 people, 12 people, but uh, his idea was a maximum of six people on a tour. So it was, um, we call it semi-private. So it's not quite a private tour, but it's definitely not a 20-person, 30-person tour where you kind of got lost in the crowd and didn't have opportunity to ask questions. So it was very personal. Up And um, I like that. I like that. Uh, so yeah, um, I'm going back basically to give tours of the Colosseum and the Vatican and all those things there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, for those that are list- for just tuning in, if you listen to the prior two shows, John is a sommelier. Yes. Lived in Italy for 16 Became years. Became a psalm in Rome. Became a psalm in Rome. 
and we met at a wine tasting event, and I asked him to come on the show, and, and I just was thrilled to, for his knowledge and his passion for wines, and we were going to you know do episodes, uh, shows continually on different wines and origins and history. You love the history. I'm a history fanatic. You and say. <laughs> he, he, he says, Ron, I need to chat with you. Yeah, uh, and I call him, and he says, "I'm going to Italy." I go, well, "What do you mean?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this was maybe what ten days ago now. Yeah, yeah, ten days ago. So now, it all so. happened very fast. We're totally was, thrilled yep. for you. It, it was a Sunday that I got the text. Uh, debated it, you know, spoke to the right people, made a decision by Monday. Tried to get time off um, from work so I could come back at least and have a job just for a month, but that wasn't possible. So I put in my two weeks' notice and. Um, was able to work it out where yesterday was my last day at work. So essentially a week, a week's notice without, you know, any uh, repercussions, so to speak. And um, yeah, on Monday, I fly out to Rome. Well, if you are going on a tour to Italy, is it just Rome or can I say or Rome? I mean, that's where you're going to be based. Well, this company actually has tours all over Italy. Okay. Um, but started off be, in Rome, but I'm going to be in Rome. Yes, okay. and they can always request me. Okay, so th if you are going to be in Rome... July, August, September, September even October, even maybe. October, maybe. go to, do not, even as you're listening, drive, don't, don't, uh, I shouldn't say that because somebody will do it and then I'll get it. <laughs> don't do it while you're driving. <laughs> uh, where do they go to find LiveTours.com, L-I-V-Tours.com. Um, yeah. And then there's a QR code. We just talked about a QR uh, code. So, um, I think we're getting a little ahead of okay, ourselves. Okay. Um, uh, definitely the company you want to look them up, Live Tours. Okay. Uh, I will be tour guiding for them, you know, Coliseum and other things. They can always request me. LiveTours.com uh, also has tours, not just in Rome, in Florence. They have them in Venice. They have them in Pompeii. They have them in Barcelona. They have them in Paris. They have them in London now. They've expanded since I've left. So is this all the small, intimate, six yes. type of group? Yes, and they do unique things like a uh, golf cart tour around the city or food tour, which is something I'll be leading. Around oh, Rome. you're doing the food tour? I will be. Um, yeah. So, well, you um, know I'm asking for you then. Yes, of course. And we can customize things as well through the company. So if you want to get a hold of me directly, it's definitely possible. Uh, I can customize things as well. Uh, my email directly is jpinitaly at gmail.com. So quite easy. jpinitaly uh -huh. Italy dot at gmail.com. But if um, anybody decides to book a tour through Live Tours, uh, the checkout code for a 10% discount on any of their tours uh, is JP Italy. So without the I-N. Okay. So JP Italy. And I'm telling you, if you want to have a great, I mean, I haven't been on a tour with you, but I've been entertained by you at your wine tasting. And there's passion. It's all, you know, passion, Pat. You love, you love this. I can see just the glee in your <laughs> face from before that you're looking. So it's tell all us, facade, Ron. It's all facade. No, I'm actually very ah, dry. No, no, no. So tell us, okay, I've come over there. <laughs> am I going to spend a day with you or how, what am I going to do? Well, each tour is about three hours. Okay. Um, so three, maybe four hours, depending on the tour, actually. And some tours are only an hour. Um, there's, they've created a variety of, of choices, you know, like the Vatican. You could do a four-hour, you could do an eight-hour tour through the Vatican, depending on what you really want to know or how much you want to what see. What do you recommend? <sighs> Honestly, it really depends, depends on, on the person's what. Yes, what depends on the person's personality, depends on uh, their attention span. Uh, a lot of people tend to think that... Um, an hour is enough in each place. If you really just want to see it 
and not know about it, then you're probably right. But I mean, um, taking a tour kind of explains not just, you know, how many entrances or the construction when it happened of the Colosseum, for instance. Like, you know, one of my favorite things to talk about is what led up to the construction, why it was constructed, and what happened after the fall of the empire. So there's a lot more history involved as to, you know, why it became the symbol that it became. Because when you think of Rome, you think of the Colosseum. Right. Um, so, in, in a sense, um, there is a lot more to know about these places, uh, but it is going to be the summer, and the average, uh, the average temperature, from what I remember, in in August especially, was about what 102 degrees with a humidity of 90 percent. You know, that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> you're wearing so it's sh- tough. You're wearing shorts and a t-shirt. Or- um, I mean, I highly recommend not to sh- wear shorts and t-shirt. Most people don't know in hot weather like that. Oh, you want to wear long sleeves, yeah. linen. You want to wear long pants that cover because you want protection from the sun. But you want linen because it's free flowing. Uh, it definitely lets the breeze kind of help. Uh, well, keep you cool. And are you going to have time uh, for some wine invent in in taking inventory of some new wine? Yes, definitely. I'm going to create time. Um, I'm probably going to do that more in September uh, because July and August it's definitely a little too hot. There's a lot of tourism. In September, I can um, I can move around a little more freely. Uh, I guess most Italians go on vacation, so it might be a little hard. But I definitely am planning on visiting some wineries out there and getting to new getting to know new wineries for sure. And is this, I mean, are you going to be, I mean, you're working every day, it sounds, it sounds. Mm-hmm. I have to force myself days off. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's what I'm going for. I'm going there with a purpose. I'm going there. And hopefully when I come back, I'll be able to launch uh, the businesses that I've had uh, on the back burner. Um, you yeah. know, one of them I think you already kind of know about, which is the wine tours here in San Diego and Valle de Guadalupe. Uh, so yeah, hopefully we can do I that. I just had a, I don't remember the name of it, but I just had a wine uh, from that region oh, yeah? at SLA. They okay, op- yeah. They, op- they just opened up at yeah. the Lumberyard in Encinitas. Awesome. And they have uh, wines from that region, and it was, yeah. I, you know me, I was like, gosh, should I call John and ask? <laughs> Send me a picture. <laughs> I, but it was it was very good. Are yeah. you, so are you a big fan? You're a big fan of that region. Yes, I am. Of course, um, just like any region, there's the the mass produced. There's the ones that just basically are trying to ride the wave of popularity that don't really do it um, for the right reasons. And you can taste the difference. Then they're the ones that just really love what they're doing and really trying, um, uh, just really express their identity through the bottle. And uh, I do I do see that a lot in the Valle. My one disappointment that you're not going to be here in August is Linda's, uh, she does a girls' wine thing oh. every year. And I was so hoping that you would be here for them. But I mean, uh, just with the mention of, of a wine tasting is awesome, but, you know, <laughs> the fact that it's Linda, that uh, well, thank I feel you, bad. But that, yeah. yeah, well, just, yeah, she's going to have four or five of her, and these go back to high school, college. Wow. I mean, this is, yeah. and you know, she's my age, so mm-hmm. it's a few years. Yeah, but still uh, fun. She, yeah, they do a lot of fun. and they get, I have somebody for that. I have somebody lined up okay. to replace me. I would, you know what, I would love to give her a person, I'd like to give her and her girlfriends yeah. a personal night of. No, this guy's but, great. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I love him. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if she, she's going to listen to this and she goes, Ron, I don't need to do that. I go, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, and, and on that note, I know that you've been speaking to a lot of people about um, doing some tastings in their houses and such. Um, you know, uh, not to kind of 
pull the rug from underneath you and all that. Uh, Which I hope you everybody did. understands. No, you know, no, no. That there's I, a purpose I am very to this. excited because I think you're going to come back with a um, whole new. I don't know, whole new look. Yeah, but I also feel like um, this gives us a, a, a chance to at least, you know, take a deep breath and really think about um, how to to move forward with these ideas that we have, that you and I have. Um, and when I come back, I'll actually be able to concentrate on it as opposed to, you know, um, seeing your text while I'm at work and answering when I can. And then when I'm off, like kind of not being able to talk to you because you're busy. <laughs> so now I feel like, when I come back, we can definitely have um, uh, the resources, the proper resources to do it the way we both want to do it. I'm very excited about yeah. that because I'm looking forward to, I mean, to, by the time you get back, it'll be the holidays and mm -hmm. we'll just launch into 2024. And there will be a lot of holiday parties, parties that have for companies where people want to treat their associates and right. I can be part of that. And and again, I, I mean, we can go, we're talking to each other. I don't know if we're talking to the audience, but you and I are having a good time. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's an audience? There's oh, an wait, audience oh. to this. Um, what I love about John is he's not going to bring that I mean, he. I assume he does like California wines. I do, you, but you're going to bring such picky. a unique uh, uniqueness to that. You introduced us on the last show. You introduced us that wine from Georgia. What, what yes, it? it was from Georgia, the country of Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, that was phenomenal. Yeah, very different from what you were accustomed to. Right, and then would was that with the. With the orange, the orange Pinot it, was that the orange? No, what did we no, the, no. That orange Pinot was uh, actually you bought it where I work, and you had it. Oh, yeah, at home. Yeah, but then the one we had at that shop in La Costa, what it was a white Pinot Noir. White. It was a Pinot Noir made as a white. The Pinot Grigio orange wine was something you bought at the store I worked at, and you had it at home, and you told me you loved it. But the one we all had uh, when we all sat down uh, uh, at the little La Costa wine shop. Okay, now we can say all that. Yes, yeah. it was. Um, <laughs> it was a white Pinot Noir. So in other words, a Pinot Noir without the skin contact, making it a white wine. Oh, so good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know how they're... I mean, you're going to be touring the Coliseum and you're going to go, man, I need a glass of wine. I mean, yes? No? How do you... <laughs> well, I mean, in the forum, I'm going to be drinking water. Lots <laughs> lots of water. And during lunch, I'll have probably a glass, glass of, of wine. wine. But with the heat, I can't really drink too much because it'll get to me and slow me down. And So fatigue, besides, the fatigue, fatigue. besides the Coliseum, where are you going to be taking... Oh, I mean, oh, oh, gosh, Everywhere. Rome's just got so much. The Trevi Fountain, of course. Uh, the Pantheon, uh, the Jewish ghetto. The Jewish ghetto in Rome is actually the, the first uh, ghetto uh, to exist. So it's pretty historical. And a lot of the food from uh, the Jewish community there influenced now Roman dishes, what we consider Roman dishes, but it was the Jews that influenced that. So it's pretty amazing stuff. And did this, did you, when you, how long did you have to think about this? Uh, two hours. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was kind of a no-brainer. Um, I'll explain why it was a no-brainer. It was a no-brainer because um, where I worked, I was working 10 to 12 hours a day. My days off weren't back-to-back. -back. Um, during those days off, I had to take care of things. And um, as much money as uh, you could say I was making uh, for retail, it was decent but it's definitely not where I need to be. And um, it was a constant catch-up uh, as far as uh, financially speaking is concerned. But 
Also, I just didn't have time for myself. Never, never mind the people around me. I just didn't even have time for myself, so to speak. So um, with that limited time and with um, certain people above me uh, not being, being very supportive in at least helping me advance in, within that company, uh, it, it became a little more obvious over time. So uh, in the end, if I don't see any kind of... Um, uh, exponential growth within that company, then um, it just makes it an easier decision to move on. Um, there were some people there that definitely did what they could to help, uh, uh, you know, help me grow. Um, but I also felt that uh, uh, there were still some sort of uh, walls that were put up uh, that no matter how good I became or how much... Um, I fit into the roles uh, that it wasn't really going to happen the way I personally needed to happen to inspire me to want to grow more in, within the company. So with these two other ideas I've had on the back burner and pretty much ready to go, I just needed the financial backing. Um, you know, in the end, if I'm drowning financially, how am I going to put the money aside to right. be able to actually launch my passions? Uh, in these businesses. Um, so this is the idea. I'm going over there. I'm working. I'm not really going to be doing much anything except concentrating on that and even making more connections, newer connections with wineries out there. Um, the money that I do use to travel will be with a purpose to get to know new wineries. So all in all, it's all part of the same plan. And uh, um, yeah, it just became a no-brainer because if I can come back, still pay my rent here, pay my rent over there, and still come back with a good amount of money. A little pocket change. Then what, what was stopping me? That's fantastic. And it's something I already know. I already know people there. I literally found an apartment within three days. Like, oh, that's right. You have to have a place to stay. Yeah. <laughs> not just a couch. <laughs> you're, not, you're a little old for couch surfing or older than couch surfing. I mean, I am going to be staying at a friend's house for a few days. Right, um, right. But, but in the end, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, I need my own space. Good for you. <laughs> I'm very thrilled for you. I can just see it in the, your expression. I think you're, you're so passionate about it. Uh, is, so a tidbit before you leave off for Europe, uh, a new wine that we should all know about and try that you want to leave us with a, that teaser and... And, and let us enjoy it, and we'll think of you and we drink it. And... Dang, that's going to be difficult because the wine I would actually want to recommend is something you probably can't get here. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, let's something see. local that we as common local. Are, common, not, not, not to be local, but it's not just. I mean, us I folks. would say I would say definitely um, try and discover Valle de Guadalupe. Um, some of the wineries that I enjoy over there are um, Solar Fortune. Very good stuff. If you find any other bottles, and they're they're here in San Diego, so you can definitely find them. Um, another one would be Magoni. Magoni's an interesting story because he's an Italian who moved uh, from Italy to the Valle de Guadalupe when he was about eighteen, back in the sixties, and he pretty much helped uh, the area learn to really how to cultivate wine. 
and is considered one of the uh, backbones of that whole area. So Magoni's very, very talented. And back about 15 years ago, I met him. Uh, now, how old are the vines down there? I mean, are they... Uh, there's different ages. I mean, there's some 40-year-old, 30-year-old vines. There's some older ones. There's some younger ones. But there's a lot of younger wineries, you know, because right. of the uh, the popularity of it. There, a lot of them are popping up, and you do get a lot of the younger vines. I do have to say... If you find a place with vines between five and 10 years old, then those wines are going to be um, a little more acid driven and they're going to be more fresh on the palate, which is great for the heat down there if you're actually down there. But if you get older vines, 20, 30 years old, um, the risk you have with those is um, they should be excellent. But a lot of times the winemakers of those places are also have been making that wine for that long and have an older style of making wine. So they're going to be uh, very heavy in oak and just... Um, not letting the grape express uh, where it's from. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, okay, I mean, I'm thinking two th- uh, March 2024, you lead a junket down there. and Yeah, uh, maybe uh, even sooner. Maybe sooner. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, like I said, when I come back, back you're, I'll, you're, 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 I'm going to have everything in place just okay. to go. Um, okay. One of the options I have, uh, one of the debates I have with myself is whether... Launching my businesses in November is smart or not. Partly for taxes, of course. (laughs) (laughs) January is probably a good cutoff or a good start. Um, But also tourism. Um, There is tourism in San Diego almost year-round, but um, when people come here in uh, December, November, uh, they're not really looking for anything except to just kind of get away from the cold and stay, you know, right. near the beach. So those are things I have to think about. Yeah, Depends I mean, on my marketing yeah, as well. I have, to, I have to think about that because, again, I, I always like spend the last quarter of the year working out the kinks. So mm-hmm. January, I always tell people Same don't way. do anything until the last week of January in terms of a exactly. major launch exactly. because everybody is in exactly la-la land. Thought. Yep. Christmas, uh, holidays. Money, money spent, money, money spent. Right, right, right. And then they cushion time is the first two, three weeks. Right, right. And they're they're, they're just getting into, the kids are going back to school. Mm -hmm. They're going, whatever they're doing. And then Valentine's is coming (laughs) Yep. yep. I mean, there's always something. Don't get me. Especially with San Diego. I mean, there's just always something around the the event. But I always like the idea of November, December, soft launches or working kinks out. In fact, the soft launch could be you and I organizing wine tastings at people's houses and events to kind of get the word out there. Okay. Um, that would be the soft launch. We can work over that over the summer yeah. and have it lined up when you come back. Exactly. Like that. Yeah. Any other, what, before we sign off, any other, I mean, so let me live, L-I-V, Italy. Live no, Tours. Live, in, live Tours. So livetours.com. Livetours.com. You can find them definitely on TripAdvisor. <clears throat> okay. Uh, has been consistently top 10. I'm not sure now because I haven't looked. But when I was with them, we were consistently top 10. Um, in fact, a lot of times we were number one, number two, back and forth. Um, and we can link all that up on the... On yep. the on yes, uh, livetours.com. And then um, my email is jpinitaly at gmail.com. But if you decide to book a tour through Live Tours, you can always request me. Um, and you can use jpitaly as a... Uh, 10% off coupon on okay. any tours they offer throughout Europe. Okay, I want to get resp- I want to get text or WhatsApp or whatever the mm-hmm. WhatsApp is <clears throat> from John saying, Ron, you're over overbooking me. I can't, I got too many people. <laughs> no, I wish, I hope. I mean, that'd be great. 
Oh, I'll think, come back sooner if that's the case. Oh, I think you'll. I, <laughs> I think you're going to be. Well, you are a rock star in that space. So I think you're going to be. You'll. I mean, you're going to hit a home run. I mean, I don't know if anybody can do it quite like you can. I mean, yes, there are other people who can give tours, but <clears throat> you know, with the history and the, yeah, the really the nuances that you bring to the table, <laughs> I think are going to be pretty cool. So congratulations. So, so here's a random thing because I know you were kind of asking what can we end with. So here's a good one. Uh, a little bit of history, a little bit of food, um, bringing in the Jewish community, um, so to speak. Um, what's what's England's national dish? You could say if there is one. Yorkshire pudding is that one? <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. How about fish and chips? Oh, fish and chips! Oh my gosh, fish and chips! There's nothing British about that. You know that? It's from. Well, I mean, chips are you know, uh, pommes frites from Belgium. So you know, fried potatoes. From Belgium, and what about the fish part? You know, battered fish. Not Spanish Jews took it there, oh. so it's Jewish. Leave it to you know, yeah, like but, a lot, lot. I mean, it's fried, you know, latkes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except it's a fish. So, when you go to Rome in the Jewish community, they have bakala. Bakala <laughs> is cod. It's fried cod. It's the same dish. So. Fried cod, or as in the fish and chips cod, is a Jewish dish that has traveled the world. You know, we get around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you book a tour with me, uh, a food tour, you'll learn even more deep history about that. Okay. Well, you you know, I mean, I've you know, I'm going to be over there, and I'm going to be, you know, I'm. Linda and I are excited to Good. see you. Yes, and, 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 and in again, that if capacity. you if you do have time to break away for a meal, uh, we would be thrilled and honored. I'll to, make time. Of okay, course. Okay, will you do that? Will of you course. Do that? Okay, we one or be, two meals. One or two meals. But well, we're going to rely on you to tell us where to go. Well, yeah, but that's for, okay. So, so <laughs> as long as we got that clear, definitely. Okay. And gelato. I want yeah. you take me to the best gelato. Oh, if there's one thing you do um, outside of your tour group, whatever um, you. Uh, make sure you vi visit the Jewish synagogue in Rome. Well, you have to book the appointment uh, okay. online. You don't have to, but you can. But not through, not through. No, no, no. You can just walk up. But that's definitely you should do. Take time to do uh, when you have free time. Okay, I highly recommend it. It's a pretty amazing place. Okay, we will end it on that note, if okay. that's okay, John. Yeah. it's been an honor <laughs> and a course. pleasure for chapter three or show th show three, John. Right. Part, Part three. three. Ah. Or we could say 2.5. 2.5. Something, 2.2. John Panate, yeah. you are gonna, you're going to kick, can I say it? Just kick ass over there and have fun. Enjoy. It's your show. You can say whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, say whatever I want to say. <laughs> stay healthy. Stay safe. Enjoy. Keep us in the loop. If you want us to post any pictures online, yeah. you know, let's get you on Instagram going and, and create a buzz over here before yeah, we you can. come back and things like that. So we yeah. can get very, have a lot of fun. Might have to create a new Instagram. My old handles are uh, are. are are not appropriate for what I'm going to be doing out there. So yeah. I have to do that. Yeah, create a new handle and let us uh, have some fun and have yeah. to see what you're doing over there. Cool. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you.